Hey there, I'm Alicia Sani, and you're listening to Born and Raised, a podcast about children of immigrants living in Canada. On Christmas, I decided to give myself a break. As a treat, I will use the dishwasher today. I started unloading the bowls, chopsticks, and cups I had hand-washed the day before. After all, I wouldn't need to clean those again. But when I started eagerly filling the machine with dirty dishes, my friend, who was staying with me for the holidays, looked confused. Sam, using the dishwasher is not a treat, she laughed. I laughed with her, but I also felt guilty. Growing up, my family rarely used the dishwasher. We preferred to wash the dishes by hand, because we thought the dishwasher was wasteful. Whether that is true or not, we considered the dishwasher a luxury. Today I'm talking to Sam Louis, an audio producer from Toronto. Sam is a second-generation Chinese-Canadian. Her parents hail from Hong Kong. They came to Canada in the 80s and settled in Toronto. Sam wrote a piece in HuffPost Canada last year that resonated with a lot of folks about why her immigrant family never used a dishwasher growing up. Sam writes that Asian families like hers had a dishwasher, because it is standard equipment in most homes, but it was basically a glorified dish rack or a Tupperware storage cabinet or a snack food bin. It was basically never turned on. Now, the dishwasher is a North American invention, but in countries in Asia, for example, they're just uncommon. I wanted to find out if Sam's situation was something other second geners could relate to. So I asked around. I am mixed race. I am Indo-Trinidadian and um, Portuguese. My parents have always had like a dishwasher um, in the house that we grew up in, um, but they almost very rarely used it, um, like almost never. I think maybe in a year they may use it two or three times. Coming from a Sri Lankan household, we never really used the dishwasher. I think a large part of that came down to discipline and, you know, cleaning regimens and all that good stuff. And I think as a result, the dishwasher was viewed as sort of a cheat code. So I grew up in a typical Pakistani household. Uh, when we um, moved to Canada and we suddenly had a dishwasher in our house, it was kind of a novelty. Like it was kind of like, ooh, this thing can just uh, clean the dishes for us. It can do a chore for us. But for some reason, my mother didn't really let us use it. It was kind of like, a, you know, this house doesn't believe in dishwashers. Like, we got to do it by hand. And, and that's what really cleans the dishes. With the endless hours at home these days, the kitchen has become grounds for experimentation. But it's also a place where old habits, like hand-washing dishes, live on. I think that's why this piece Sam wrote went viral almost immediately. The comments on her story are in the thousands and counting. Tons of our readers related to this cultural quirk. So I wanted to talk more about this with Sam. Hi, Sam. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I loved what you wrote last year. I think 
it really struck a chord with a lot of people. So what I'm really curious to know is, what was your family's kitchen like growing up? So I lived in two houses as a child. Uh, We grew up in a small four-bedroom home, did not have a dishwasher. But when we moved at around, uh, I think it was the beginning of 2001, we had a new house and we actually had a much bigger kitchen space with a dishwasher. And I remember when I first saw that dishwasher, I was like, whoa, what is that? We only use the dishwasher uh, maybe once a week. And I, I, I always remember it as uh, it being Sundays when we use the dishwasher. And I think it was because we wanted to clean the dishwasher. It wasn't because we wanted to clean the dishes itself. Um, and I always asked my mom, like, why we did that. And she was just like, because it needs to be maintained. She um, is like one of 10 children within her own family, and they didn't have very much. I think a lot of immigrant families, they can only absorb so much change. And I'm sure she's uh, had to absorb a lot of change, having to move from, you know, a tiny Hong Kong apartment, living with so many siblings, and then living into, and then moving into a house. Um, That's like, a big, a big change for her, I'm sure. A dishwasher, of all things, is pretty commonplace in every home you go to, condo, apartment, house, you name it. When did you feel like, oh, wait, my family's different because we don't use one? When did that moment click for you? Yeah, I think I was probably from grade six to eight. There were times when I would visit uh, friends' homes, I would have dinner there or just go over there for birthday parties. Sometimes I would offer to um, help them with the dishes just because, you know, my mom's telling me to be polite and help out as much as I can. My friend's mom would be like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'll just put them in the dishwasher. (laughs) And I think I was pretty shocked by that. Like, you don't wash the dishes by hand like who are you um you know and why would you use your dishwasher it's such a waste of water and electricity that was probably like a point where i realized that not every family did the things that we did a lot of the shows and movies that i often watched depicted nuclear families sitting around the table eating casserole and then at the end of it they would be loading the dishwasher uh, with their dirty plates and dishes. I was like, "That's is that really how people think of what the norm is? Because that's not what my family does. Seeing that lack of representation and also just seeing a lot of what my peers did um, here in Toronto uh, made me realize that my family didn't do things the same way. How is it different from your kitchen now that you live on your own? You know, funnily enough, I thought I would use the dishwasher a lot more when I moved out. But to be honest with you, I still didn't really use the dishwasher all that much. I'm a creature of habit. I like to wash my dishes right after every single meal because I only use maybe like one plate or one bowl a pair of chopsticks or a spoon or fork, and a mug. And that is 
very little to use the dishwasher for. A lot of dishes I didn't do at night. I was lazy. I'm impressed that you can wash your dishes that uh, diligently because I'm one of those people that uses like 10 spoons to make one meal and I'm piling the dishwasher. So <laughs> I commend you for being so um, clean like that because I certainly don't do that. So in your piece, uh, I really connected to this one part you wrote where you say, you know, along with learning about not being wasteful and, you know, the value of hard work through washing dishes, your parents taught you that stockpiling and sort of preparing and keeping your kitchen full in the piece you write, you fill your cupboard with, you know, canned goods, soy sauces, pasta sauces, and you fill them to the brim. That's something that I totally know I would do too. There's this sort of mentality that like right now things are okay, but they might not always be okay. And so we learn this behavior of like hoarding almost. And I know hoarding has such a negative connotation to it. But what do you think about that? Uh, my own parents, they came to Toronto with not very much. I think it was just like a couple of suitcases and uh, but they had to start over. So I can see why they wanted to keep things to see if they could rework things and make things convenient and reusable because why not? When we think about using the dishwasher as another place of storage, that's just common sense to me because everywhere else is full of food and necessities. Where else am I going to put them? What I also find really fascinating is, correct me if I'm wrong, um, does a lot of Asian food not require an oven? Yeah, I would say that's probably most food. I, I can't really think of anything that really requires an oven. And at, so at the same time, I don't use my oven either. And that has served as another great place for me to s store all my takeout containers and Tupperware. Yeah, it's very convenient. <laughs> You have so much great storage that I envy now because honestly don't like using my oven very much because it beeps all the time. Yeah, that's probably that's the same with me and it it's just like a pain to heat up and put everything like put the food in and wait. Instead I have a confection oven or an air fryer <laughs> that has served those purposes. Okay, it's funny you bring up air fryer because Okay, I can't wait to talk to you about this. There's this sort of like technological evangelism, I'm going to call it, with certain types of kitchen appliances that we give that we give them, like think the Instant Pot, you know, people worship the Instant Pot. Or more recently, I think air fryers. And the list kind of goes on with things, especially in the kitchen now that we're spending so much time. We're quarantined baking. We're doing this. We're doing that. I'm trying all kinds of recipes I would never try, but, you know, as a millennial, you know, millennial to millennial, a lot of times we ask, you know, does this item spark joy? You know, does Marie Kondo think we need to keep this? And it's so antithetical to what I think immigrant parents teach us, which is you don't ask if something sparks joy and toss it out. Like you keep that thing until it's broken mm -hmm. and then you find a way to fix it. I had a microwave, obviously, in my kitchen growing up, but it I don't know what happened. It broke or something. And I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. It took 10 years 
to replace the microwave. microwave. We replaced the <laughs> microwave in December 2020. We just put everything on a pan and on the stove and warmed our food. It was such an in- it was so inconvenient. All the pots you had to keep washing to like have like a little bit of leftovers. But it was like it was just this weird quirk. My dad did not want to get a microwave, and he's like, "We'll figure it out." That's very interesting. <laughs> you know, just spend that extra five minutes, warm it up, and deal with it. I don't know if you have any similar stories like that, but um, I don't know. Do you do you find yourself attached to certain items in the kitchen now, like like your air fryer, I guess, or things like that that you can't live without? Honestly, uh, I think uh, like if I did not have a microwave, I would probably like need to replace it immediately. I feel like the microwave is something my family has actually adapted to very much. Yeah, I am actually in the air fryer and instant pot cult. Uh, funnily enough, it's because my mom started using them. Um, she recently retired. And so, she, like, all of a sudden, she's very into trying out new products. She also used the oven recently to make banana bread, which I was like, wow, you actually emptied out the oven to do that. Yeah, I think my I think what it was is my mom was so focused on like working and trying to raise a family is that she didn't have time to use all those different appliances like she's experimenting more surprisingly than I am it made me think about too like after reading your piece it also made me think about like what are some old habits or things that I learned about uh, learned in the kitchen or old ways that my family does things that I want to continue doing when I have my own family or when I move out um, and what are you know, things I would want to leave behind. And I think one thing I'd want to leave behind is this idea that I feel guilty that um, I'm wasting money on things that I like to use in the kitchen. They might seem a bit outlandish or a bit extravagant to her. But I mean, if I'm cooking just for myself, I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always that sense of guilt when you're spending money on yourself. I still feel that way. And I don't think I will ever stop. So much of what we did growing up was we reused a lot of containers. We relied a lot on hand-me-downs. We relied on a lot of products given to our, our family. Any, it, We did anything we could just to save money. And, and it wasn't like we were struggling or anything like that. I think it was just ingrained in how my my mom and my dad grew up and they ended up passing over to me so I will like for me personally things that I will carry over will probably be things like reusing takeout and Tupperware containers um, you know cutting up old clothing that is not wearable anymore and use them as rags for cleaning I guess things that I would like to start doing is to stop feeling so guilty about treating myself um, buying new things. I would like to tell myself that, you know, sometimes you do deserve to have something that you like in your own home and that you can use and make use of. Yeah, I think money is always like at the back of my mind for whatever reason, even though I make my own money now. But yeah, like that guilt never leaves you when you think you're spending too much or you shouldn't be wasting your money on something. I feel like I'm I'm being better at that, but at the same time, I feel like maybe that is a good thing so that you don't 
go, go out of control in your spending. Just because I'm a second-gen Canadian doesn't mean I'm going to eliminate the idiosyncrasies I've picked up from my other cultural background. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? We can pick and choose what we want to carry on. And if washing your dishes by hand floats your boat, then keep on doing it. They gotta get clean anyways. And that's our show. I'm your host, Alicia Sani. This episode of Born and Raised was produced by me, as well as my co-host, Al Donato. Our executive producer is Lisa Young. Additional production work courtesy of Nathara Jimenez. To learn more about all our guests this season, and for photos, show notes, and transcripts, head over to HuffPost.ca. You can also go on the site to read Sam's wonderful piece. Thanks for listening.